Ag State of Mind, episode 171. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, as always, Jason Meadows, and with me today is my buddy Shane Kenny. Shane and I have been trying to get this in the works for quite some time now, and even tonight we've had some uh, technical issues, so... Uh, you you if you've been listening to the podcast for any time you'll you'll recognize his last name that's because his wife Whitney has been on with us a couple of times uh Shane's been supposed to be with us for uh several times but we've had some uh times pretty much pretty much all the time it's been technology that's not been our friend so Shane's here tonight and he's ready to talk with us and I'm very excited to talk with you so Shane welcome to the Ag State of Mind podcast Thanks, Jason. Yeah, I'm happy to be here and glad we, we made it work finally. The, yeah, f- the, uni- the universe was pushing against us, but we uh, <laughs> yeah, they were, were resilient. They? We made it happen. Uh, we're here now, so it's uh, it's all good. So uh, tell me a bit about you, about, you know, we know about kind of a little bit about if from, from Whitney, but uh, kind of tell us about you and your background and we'll kind of, we'll jump off from there. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Yeah, I know as, as you mentioned, you and Whitney have talked a couple of times, and uh, Whitney and I run a family, small family business. When I say small, I mean it's me and Whitney. So, mm-hmm. um, consulting business, and we work with uh, professionals on career transitions, uh, but also different items such as executive coaching and work with organizations um, and leaders, and all on just this topic of getting aligned. And so that looks different for each type of client, uh, but that's something we've been working on together. Uh, Whitney's started this business about four years ago now, and uh, just through our life transitions and things that have happened in our life, we kind of came together just this past year and doing more work together as a couple, and that's it's been exciting, and uh, we, we'll get into it a little bit, but it's kind of been the path that we're on to do this type of work, uh, driven by some of the work we've done ourselves to get more aligned as a family uh, and be on mission. Uh, more as a as a cohesive unit family, and it's something that we're really passionate about, and see it kind of as our, as our personal family mission to help others figure out. And like I said, that's sometimes with individuals and in their career um, and their family, and sometimes that's with organizations as well. And what that looks like looks a little different in each context, uh, but it's really the same concepts that we find apply. Uh, whether it's a young professional trying to get better aligned or if it's a ag group who's working uh, with a board of directors to get uh, just more aligned as a as a group and work on the mission that matters the most to them. So we just get really excited about that work um, and kind of where that's led us. But again, that started with our uh, transition of our own and uh, we do a lot of work with other uh, couples on those types of transitions and some of that work. Very cool. So, so when you use that word aligned, tell me like what that means to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked, Jason. You know, when we work with professionals, uh, young parents and couples, the the term work life balance comes up a lot, and I think mm. this is an item that um, 
maybe you and Whitney even talked about on previous podcasts. But um, as we work with professionals, one thing we like to point out is this idea of work-life balance is is just a really hard target to hit, and it's a moving target. And there's a lot of areas of life where balance is important, but was, as we think about how work and life intermingle, um, that work-life balance is, is a really hard target to hit. And the way we like to think about it is more as being in alignment. Um, so your work and your personal life being in alignment. So what that does is it really takes some, some expectations off the table of trying to strike this perfect balance all the time. And I know whether you're running a farm or you're um, in a leadership position at an organization, life can look different every week. And if you're you have this ideal that you develop on what work-life balance makes. It's it's really just hard to hit that. And we set ourselves up for disappointment uh, when we're trying to hit some expectation or ideal that we created. But if you think about that as the work you're doing is aligned with who you want to be, want to be as an individual, and it's aligned with your personal mission and goals, and it's also aligned with your family's missions or go, mission and goals, then there's a lot more flexibility in what that looks like for you. And there's a lot more flexibility in what you allow to be in your time and where you prioritize your time. And so we just think that small shift in how we think about work-life balance versus alignment is really important. And when you run things through that filter, you do a better job of identifying the things you want to be doing and walking away from the things that might be good things, but less important than that mission that you've um, determined is your personal mission or family mission. So there was a church talk that I, I I hear referenced a lot, and it's in my own church. But uh, it it, it, it had this concept of good, better, best, and you know there's there's the good things that things that are, um, you know, you talked about those things, things that you know they may be. So let's take uh, let's take it for instance as a uh, like watching TV, watching your favorite show on TV. That could be a good thing, but it, it's getting wet, uh, in the way of the better and best things which you could be doing with your life. Whether that be reading a personal development book, whether it be spending outdoors and an activity with your family, whether it be advancing your career in in a way that serves you. Um, and I think that's kind of the same. And I like that you use the word alignment versus balance because i feel like a lot of times balance is something that seems to be such a moving target and and when you ever you you whenever you kind of reframe that and say uh alignment that's very that's very powerful because it um it it shifts the outlook because you know there's whenever you're doing something whether it be in your job or career or your family or or whatever it may be that's what is taking your time and taking your energy at that time. Now that doesn't mean the other things aren't important just at that time that you need to be, you need to be present and to be present, you need to be aligned with everything. So I like the, I like the terminology there. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I, you know, when this journey started for us, I was in a public policy role at a commodity group in the state of Missouri. And I think the important thing to think about is, I, one, really enjoyed that role. I was really, I just enjoyed the work. Um, two, I thought I was good at it. You know, I'd mm-hmm. spent, I'd been almost there for 10 years and I thought I was really good at it and I built a strong network. Um, and I was a passionate about their mission. That organization I worked for, uh, I was passionate about helping farmers. I thought their mission was good and it was, it was a worthy, good mission. Um, but we entered a time in our life where I had two young kids. Whitney was at home 
a lot by herself. I might go on a week long trip, be home two days, turn around and be on another week long trip for work. And so in those moments, you know, one thing we identified is in that season of life, my, the most important mission for me was to be a, a presence in my family's life and be a dad who is at home consistently with my kids. And, um, the, the structure of that role was constant was not aligning with that mission that I said was the most important to me. And so, as you talked about the kind of the good, better, and the best, that was exactly the position I was in is I had to walk away from something that was good um, mm-hmm. that I really believed in and on paper was a, a successful career in the name of a mission that was uh, we determined as a family was the most important mission. And I think, you know, as we talk about these subjects, I think thinking about them, in seasons is helpful as well because um you know we're we're all in different seasons of life and how that mission plays out is different in each season as well as the time that things take you know i i like what you mentioned about work-life balance if we were measuring my work-life balance and whitney's work-life balance now by the number of hours of of work we put in um we'd still definitely be losing (laughs) that equation but because we're aligned in a way um we're getting closer to be aligned in a way we want to be um, we're not even thinking about it as much because we're doing the type of work that we want to be doing alongside our family. Sometimes we can even bring the kids into that at, at times when it's appropriate and makes sense. And so, sure, sure. so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where it started for me in making that decision. And, you know, it's a, it's been a six, really a six year journey from when we've made that decision till now of when things are really starting to get to the point of where we visioned them. And so I think what we like to tell clients is if you're not where you want to be on this alignment, um, the first step is to make a plan. The second step is to have patience as you work that plan because mm-hmm. um, things can't switch overnight. And Whitney and I talk about this a lot as well. You know, we, we have a certain amount of privilege as well. Right. And so someone might be, let's say an over the road trucker and that income he's providing for his family is really important at the time and he can't just walk away from that role um but i want people to know that they don't have to be stuck there if we make we make a plan and work that plan we can move you in the direction you want to be and so maybe you're not as home as much as you want to be now uh, but maybe in three years or four years when your kids are older and other things are happening you've worked the plan and you are where you want to be yeah you know and like i i know we used to talk about things changing for us uh, but we were like, we're in a very different season of life than a lot of like, like younger couples than us, because, um, if we, if we talk about these things, like, you know, as far as being a married couple and doing the things that are six makes us a sex successful as a married couple, um, there's no way we could do some of those things when we had small infant children, you know what I mean? Like there was a time where we had three kids under the age of three and like, we couldn't take time away from anything because it just wasn't realistic, but just knowing that there, but, but being in the season of life now and kind of saying, Hey, this is what it can look like eventually. And I think that's kind of what you're saying here is like, we um, just because you your season of life looks a certain way right now and it's necessary for it to look that way doesn't mean it can't change with some given time and like and i like that you said patience because patience is everything when it comes to this kind of work yeah and what we like people to think of like what's your goal and 
how are you making decisions in alignment with that goal? And so the number one thing is just to not live life, whether you're an individual or an organization on autopilot and not be thinking about this and trying to get aligned because um, you can make a plan and get to get aligned and get there. You know, I'm, I'm particularly focused on kind of having this conversation with men, um, mm-hmm. Jason, mm-hmm. as I hear like your podcast and some of the things, the topics you focus on, those are extremely important topics. And I think often men, um, they don't think they're allowed to make these shifts. While while it's difficult for moms, it's somewhat more culturally acceptable. And you know what I want men to realize is they can make these shifts, and you can prioritize your family or whatever mission that is for you, and still have a successful career. Um, like I said, for us, it's not about working less; it's about doing the work that aligns with um, your mission, your mission as family, and about what's uh, most important at that time. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. I actually talked a little bit about that in a, in a social media post today. And the fact that, you know, I'm really trying, striving to be more present with my children because uh, my oldest is going to be gone this time next year, whether it's him serving a two-year church mission or him going to college. I'm not sure what is, what his plan is exactly. I'm not sure he's sure yet, but uh, he, what's, what is for sure is he's not going to be living under this roof next year. And, um, I have made it this this last oh eight or nine months or so since that he's going to be here. I've making it a very important part of my plan in being present here at home. And I know for me being the the main provider of the family, um, and you know that's the case in a lot of men's lives is. You know, we focus so much on being the provider and going to work and going to make bringing that paycheck home so our family can live. And that's been kind of conditioned like by society for so long. I mean, you see not so much anymore, but like the older movies, how much we see of, you know, it's the moms at home all day taking care of the kids and making sure all that. And then the dad comes home after work and he's just he's done, you know, and. I, I don't want that to be my life. You know, I want it. I want my life to be where the kids are excited for me to get home and we do stuff once we get home. And sometimes that's us doing stuff, doing work here around the farm. Um, Sometimes it's working with cattle. Sometimes it's just us going, having a football game or, or other things, you know, and uh, sometimes it's us going to a, a practice or something in town and, um, you know, it's just keeping it, keeping it things aligned. I like, I like you saying that word aligned because it makes much more sense than balance to me. Um, because, uh, I want to be the type of dad who can do both, right? I can, st- I can be a provider. I can do the things that matter, but I, but I'm not going to be, m- let my role as a provider get in the way of also doing my part to, um be because not as much so but i but i think fathers still have a duty to be a nurturer of sorts as well yeah i love i i love this conversation because i think you know i want to encourage you jason i think that decision you've made is huge and critical at a critical point in your son's life um because he's at a point as you mentioned he's he's entering this year where he's got a lot of decisions to make about the trajectory of his life and just your presence of being there and 
being a listening ear and having those conversations with him is going to build a confidence and you're going to speak into his life in ways that he makes really good decisions, but build a resiliency um, that's going to carry throughout his adult life. As we mentioned before, like that's, and that's the priority now, you know, you and I both, our kids will be out of the house. I have younger kids, but they'll be out of the house before I know it. Yeah. It's not that that much difference to be in the grand scheme. It's not that much difference, you know? So, yep. Yeah, and I've got all the time in the world at that point to do other things or do more. And, and like I like what you said. You said it's not one or the other. It's just about aligning them correctly and prioritizing them correctly. And again, I think men struggle to feel permission to do that. And I think you making that decision is huge because other men see it and they're willing to do it as well. You know, Whitney, Whitney writes a monthly article for the Missouri Angus Journal, and um, it's focused to uh, high school kids and just trying to give them some guidance as they look forward to college and career success and things like that. And I was proofreading her article yesterday for this month, and she had a line in there. We were talking about this topic, and the line she wrote was, I've seen a lot of professionals build some impressive careers while the life around them starts to crumble. And, you know, that's a line that we've talked about a lot, but it just really hit me hard when I read it this time, because I, I have seen that um, these men who have built impressive careers in the name of missions that are important for their businesses or organizations. Um, but I think that mission at home is all is the number one most important thing we have to get right, because I've also seen these men get to the end of their careers and then um, their identity is so wrapped up in that job or career that then they don't know what to do at the end of their career. Um, and so I think that's just key. And it's a message that I'm, I'm really excited to talk about more because I think this, our generation, uh, we have a huge opportunity to get this right um, while still making a huge impact on the world. And the reality is we make a huge impact on the world uh, when we invest that time at home and our kids feel our presence. Yeah. And um, I had this, podcast plan to record sometime but i just think it got lost in the shuffle i have the notes down somewhere but it talked about this idea of holistic success which is exactly kind of the same thing that you're talking about and and success generally we think of monetary success right we think of big cars big houses big vacations big all these things that are extravagant that the movies tell us that are uh, that are indicative of someone who is successful, but success gets to look like, like you are in charge of what success looks like for yourself. And it, and maybe it does look like a big car or a big house or, or something like that. Um, but maybe it's something different. Maybe it's uh, maybe, you know, you do have that nice house, but the nice house is full of kids and um, it's 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 you having to prioritize your time and and making sure you have time for family and your career and things like that. And, you know, you and the, the beauty part about it is, is you're in charge of it. You're always in charge of what success can look like for you. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think, you know, for us, as we saw this transition happen and the growth started, it really probably where it really started was it when, you know, Whitney and I were newly married or young mm-hmm. in our marriage and we had a lot of growth in our faith walk as well. Sure. And I think there's a point when we had this discussion of if we're so busy and we're so wrapped up in our careers and have so much on our calendar that we don't have the margin in our life to respond 
to the needs we see in our community, help a family member out. Somebody calls and says, I need to help, but our calendar's too packed full to even do that. If we don't have that availability and space, we're kind of missing the point of kind of what our faith is telling us to be and do and help people. And so as we set that goal, you actually had typed this out today is, you know, for us, as we defined what that goal was, it it was a lifestyle goal. And I, I wrote this exactly. Um, is, and I don't mean we have X amount of dollars to afford certain vacations and certain vehicles. It's for us is we really wanted to work on thing. We wanted to work hard on things we were passionate about and loved while still having the margin in our life to be present with our kids and help others around us and just appreciate life more and get out of that crazy cycle. Um, and if, again, if you looked at it on paper, I'm right now I'm, I'm running a, a nonprofit. I've got a real estate business I'm growing and we have Whitney's. Uh, business we're growing and so from a calendar perspective it can look like a lot going on but to your point it's those things are aligned and we're building in space and so as we're as we're focusing personally on business growth we're running everything through that filter so does this opportunity point us closer to that goal of what we want this lifestyle to look like um and so that's been for us that's been really empowering to uh, make those decisions and kind of hold those boundaries and it's been um it's been a lot, like I said, it's been a long six years to kind of try to get there. And there's been some absolutely crazy times as part of it. Um, but when you start to see that fruit, then you realize it's worth it. And so as we work with clients, um, we're nowhere, no matter where they're at, um, that's the main message we want to say is like the, it's worth it. It'll take time. It will feel crazy at time. It might feel anxious at time, but you'll get there and it's going to be worth it. And you're going to be so glad. Um, that you did the work because you can turn around five years from now and be like, wow, I got through that, but look where we're at. Or you can say I'm in the exact same spot I was and I'm still stressed out and still have the same issues. And so I think you and I, I think, listen to a lot of the same, uh, I think, podcasts and and some of those same voices. And, you know, a lot of them, a common line is choose your heart. So um, mm-hmm. life is going to be hard. So choose that heart. Are you going to invest now? to be more aligned later. And um, man, when we see clients make that decision, it's it's really exciting and to see them come out on the other side of it. So I really like this because, and I remember the last time Whitney and I talked, uh, it was, we, we, we talked about that concept of having a margin and man, that's huge for me because I struggle hard with, with having margin because I see margin as wasted space some, you know, sometimes I'm not saying yeah. that that's right, but I see that as like wasted time. Um, thankfully, I have what Carrie, who is like she's she's very much understands the concept of margin and what that means and what that can mean to uh, your overall health. And um, I, I, but again, I for me, like natural, the natural tendency of me is to struggle because I have a really hard time relaxing and resting. Um, so having this concept of a margin, putting, you know, working a margin into your day to day, that can be super helpful to uh, living your best life because instead of over planning yourself, you almost in a way under plan yourself and then you know, when you have those times of margin, you can eat, you have the choice to either I can get a few more things done or I can step back and relax a little bit and rest and recharge. Um, 
I mean, again, I need to practice what I preach on this because I'm, I'm probably the world's worst at, at, at taking advantage of margin, but um, I definitely see the value. In it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as you found is, you know, that margin tends to, when you set that aside, it tends to be occupied by something a lot of the times. And yeah. so what's nice is um, that's what it's there for too, right? Is, is to be filled with something. Um, but the key is you're not filling that on top of everything else at the same time. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's a hard thing to practice. Um, we're conditioned um, to fill up the calendar, to fill up the time to get things done. And, um, you know, we're all ambitious people that want to achieve a lot. And so, and that's important, right? And sure, so sure I think it's this concept of understanding that that margin is actually what um, holds space to achieve long-term resiliency right, and achievement and ambition. You know, as I've thought about this year, um, you know, I've thought about one of my main goals of the year is just to establish healthy daily habits that um, lead to that long-term resiliency. And so I'm, I'm sometimes the worst at letting the craziness of work or something that feels more important immediately. You know, I, nope, not going to work out today. That's too important. And a lot of times it's in my head. And I think that's what we, um, we, if we can realize a lot of that's in our head, but we can hold that margin yeah. space. You know, I want to be healthy and able to do this work, all this work I'm excited about until I'm 80. If I want to be um, not, 55 and stressed out and, and done. Sure. Yeah. So you talk about some of your favorite podcasts and resources. Uh, What are some of those? What are your favorite, what are your favorite go-tos in in this space, whether it be podcasts or books or, or whatever? Yeah. You know, one, one person I've been listening to more, I think I've seen you listen to him is, um, and he's popular. A lot of people know him as, is Jocko. And Mm, when, mm -hmm. One thing I like about Jocko is I think you get this, and I'm guilty of this. I had this, I think, idea of him in my head before I actually listened to him. But um, he's a former Navy SEAL, so I think you get this uh, idea in your head of how a Navy SEAL might lead. Mm -hmm. And I didn't serve, and I don't claim to be the toughest person in the room at all. But um, he is, is, he's emotionally intelligent. It's really cool to see him balance that with um, resiliency, some things he learned in the military and pulling those two together of like, how do you be mentally strong and ambitious um, while still leading with an emotionally intelligent attitude um, and not just this hard charging, um, you know, kind of old leadership style. And so I've learned a lot from him. He talks about, um, I think the most recent thing, he's talked about this idea of detachment. And so detaching yourself from, situations and stepping back just really helps you have a healthier view of situations and really sets yourself apart because so many people struggle um, to detach from situations. And, you know, like I mentioned before, part of our business is I do some real estate work and that's particularly important in that um, sure, just because that yeah. business can be, it's kind of crazy at times. There's a lot of emotions involved with um, sellers and buyers and that detachment for me as an agent is extremely important to be able to step back and see the whole field of view um, and give solid advice to my clients. Uh, Cause it's easy to, to get sucked into those emotions from other people. Uh, I'm, I say a recovering people pleaser. I'm not, I don't even know if I'm recovering at this point. I'm still <laughs> people pleaser. So like I, I, I tie my, identity and value a lot to how people view how well I did a job. And so this is where I'm applying that in my life is that detachment. And so um, that's been a helpful one for me. And then just from a health and just kind of science standpoint, uh, 
the Huberman lab has gotten a lot more popular and I've just learned a lot um, mm, I don't from know him. He's, he's a neuroscientist out of Stanford, um, but just tackles a lot of these health issues from a science standpoint. And it's, it's super fascinating to see how um, a lot of things that we're struggling with in a society, how tied they are to habits um, and how our body responds to things like trauma from our past and different things like that. And so um, I think the combination of those two have been, um, been helpful as well. And so, um, and then there's just some different faith-based um, podcasts that I try to listen to from time to time, just to dig into scripture and things like sure. that. Um, there's one called the Bible project that um, is actually really good. They, they, they tackle things from a, a intellectual standpoint and really digging into the original context of uh, the Bible and things like that. And I've learned just so much from that. Um, just about my faith and um things that i you know things that i assume culturally um accepted as you know what it looks like to be a christian versus original intent and things like that and so that that's mm-hmm. been a really good one too you want to drink a lot of coffee before you listen to that one um no because they get uh they dive into you know get into the, the weeds Greek, sometimes you know, what, i got gotcha. you yeah yeah you know what what was the intent of this latin word and things like that but um those are some that's been helpful for me just to pull out some of these ideas and, and focus on it. And I think, you know, Jocko talks a lot about being on mission and Mm -hmm. someone that I've learned a lot from recently is um, someone named Jefferson Besky and Besky wrote a book called take back your family. And this book focuses on the idea of stepping outside of this crazy family structure that we've decided is acceptable. And, um, this also this kind of 1950s idealized core family that's, structurally um, wasn't the original intent and so in a nutshell it's kind of like pull your mission together as a family and historically families are resilient when they're on mission together Um, and not just your core unit family but also multi-generational so what's that multi-generational mission look like and how can you be on mission as a family and so this idea of we're chasing you know daughters in 14 different travel softball Mm. leagues going this Mm -hmm. way and someone else is on three travel teams going this way and like trying to give people permission to step outside of that and develop a core family mission that you're doing together Mm. and it doesn't mean the kids not playing yeah it doesn't mean they're not playing basketball or not doing this or that but um all those are decisions are made with an alignment of what's our core family mission and the identity i think back to talking about you mentioned spending more time with your son while he's still in the house. The identity our kids get from that as a family and as a core team is going to carry throughout their life. Um, right. Yeah. Because our kids are, our kids are looking for that community somewhere. And if we're sure. not providing that in our house, yeah. they're going to go find it somewhere else. Um, yep. And so if we're all crazy and busy and running different directions, they're going to find that in friends groups, um, different things like that. And so we want to be, that core unit that they can come back to um and who knows where they go with their life uh, but the point is they're a strong resilient um adult because of that core mission they had in the family and they have a strong identity in that and they're not you know spending their 20s out searching for some identity you know finding themselves um because they didn't have that instilled in them early yeah oh man you got some that's a lot of good stuff some stuff a lot of stuff you kind of went outside the box there with some stuff you know Jocko's the only one I've really dove into on all the stuff that you said so I 
mean for for I don't care what it means to anybody else. I got a lot out of that, so <laughs> <laughs> which is always good, right? My favorite yeah. thing that Jocko said was, and I'm sure everybody knows. And if you don't know, you can find it really easily. Is like his concept of good, like, and I'm you know that's his most famous thing. I think is you know he always talks about no matter what happens, you can tell yourself good. Um, you didn't get a promotion. You didn't get the um you didn't get the, the stuff you needed for work good you can learn to work with the things that you have or you didn't get the promotion good you can learn to work harder and get that promotion next time you know uh so no and everything happens doesn't necessarily happen to us it happens for us and i love that concept of that and he I, he really brings that home with that that you know three or four minute viral clip at, from his podcast and uh uh i anytime i'm getting like down and out about something I, I i throw that on i find that on youtube or something and throw it on and uh it brings me out of a funk pretty quick yeah that's that's a great concept you know now we've seen that play out for us in that in this transition um, as well. And I think, you know, about this time last year, I had a potential business deal coming together. That was going to be a very, this is going to be really good for our family. And, um, it didn't come together. And so business was slower mid-year than I expected it to be. Um, but what that forced us to do is have a conversation. And we said, you know, I'm excited about the type of your work you're doing too, Whitney. I have an organizational background. That's a good mm -hmm. fit. Um, as I've looked at, you know, done different things on kind of my gifts like coaching and and um, discernment or some of my things that I actually I'm not good at a lot. But those are some of the things that I am good at and said, OK, maybe it's time to bring me into this business and and think about this more. And now, six months later, we view this business as kind of one of our core missions. Oh, and right. to your point, you know, that would have that wouldn't probably never happened, at least not right now, um, if that business deal that I wanted to really really to come together came sure. together yeah isn't that funny how that happens yeah. i i'm close to a lot you know a lot of people i'm close to have stories like that and those are some of the most inspiring because you know you think you know what you need and to me those are the kind of things that build faith is you know you think you know what you need and you think you know what needs to happen to you uh, i had the set of friends who had this perfect place out and there they, when they were moving they were here for the military um and then they're from Utah and they were moving back home to Utah and they had this perfect place. It just was just so good for them. And um, I can't remember exactly the circumstances, but uh, they had an FSA loan that fell through because something didn't match up. And they were just like, oh man, what are we going to do now? We want, it was going to be close to their parents and you know, all the things, all the things was supposed to be perfect. Well, it turned out that they ended up uh, coming across the, the place that was right next door to their parents. And that's where they moved into now. And they have just this amazing place. And uh, none of that would have been possible if they had gotten that first deal. And to me, it's just, to me, that's just like those, those types of things are just the ultimate faith building uh, experiences. And that's when faith is really built is when things are really tough and you have to endure some really hard things uh, and then you get to see the miracle, uh, that those are things that are so powerful for me. Yeah. And I think the key is taking, especially as we're on that concept of faith is taking that first step is the act of faith. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. you know, six years ago when Wendy and I had this conversation about here's how our life needs to change to get aligned to where we want to be. If I could have designed 
what we're doing now and the type of work I get to do every day, I couldn't have, I couldn't have dreamed it up. I couldn't have sure, manufactured yeah. this on my own. Um, I had some ideas about, you know, the ways I thought it could work and I had a plan. Um, but things have gone, you know, in a way that we couldn't even have planned. And, and it's only because we decided to take the step and start working the plan. And as you're working that plan, you see new opportunities and different yeah. opportunities yeah. and you, you make good decisions. And as long as you're, making those decisions in alignment with those values that you decided on those goals you decided with you to your point you're going to be completely surprised on where you end up i think and it doesn't mean there might be roads you have you go down and have to turn around <laughs> take a mm-hmm. u-turn and go a different mm-hmm. route um but um yeah you're going to be completely surprised where you end up it's you know what we want people to know is um they have more choice than they think they do and often i just think we don't think we have choices in front of us and we do you know we're we're in control of our time we trade that time to others for the work we do and we have choices surrounding that time and sometimes making a different choice is scary or it's hard um but it's it is doable you know we we're fortunate again, going back to the privilege we have, we're fortunate enough to live in a place that um, we do have those choices where um, a lot of people don't. And so I think, you know, it's, it's uh, important to take advantage of that opportunity and, and to risk. And, you know, we like to tell people for not for everyone, it's, it's different for everyone too. You know, we're, it doesn't mean you need to, so for some people, it's not quitting your job and going and starting a business for some people. It's as simple as, standing up to a boss and asking for um, more margin in their work or saying, Hey, I, I've got too much on my plate. I need help so I can mm-hmm. do X, Y, Z. And so sometimes there's low hanging fruit and it's just knowing that again, you have choice and you just need to get dialed in on your goals and what you need and ask for it. And if we don't ask, we can't expect to get it. Um, and sometimes people don't know what we need. And so we have to, we have to communicate that. Well, Shane, uh, man, I appreciate you finally getting this conversation in here tonight. And, you know, even though, and even if we were all on here tonight and it still wasn't easy. So, uh, you know, I, I think, I think, uh, someone was trying to keep us from getting a good conversation out there, but, uh, the resilience kind of shown through and I appreciate you sticking with me and, uh, uh, sticking through this whole deal and, uh, getting a really great conversation on, on record. Yeah. Thanks again. I'm glad we, yeah, I'm glad we stuck with it. And uh, I think it was a good conversation. So sure. I think, like I said before, I'm, I'm excited to talk about these topics as I know you are. And um, thanks for the opportunity to do so and kind of talk about this more. Sure. Where can people find you? Where, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do that? Yeah, probably the easiest way is honestly, my Instagram is just at Shane Kinney at S H A N E K I N N E. And um that's where you can follow me. See, there's a lot of pictures of kids and bird dogs on there, um, but uh, we talk about some of these topics as well. And so it's easy place to find me or um, shoot me an email as well. And it's Shane at KinneyProperties.com. I'd love to love to chat with folks. You know, we're helping folks every day kind of navigate these challenges and issues and, and get on a bit, bigger path. And, you know, Whitney and I's main mission is to help as many people as possible um, cool. do this. And, um, that's what we hope to do. And uh, we just hope people will reach out to let us help them. All right, man. Well, we'll uh, put all that in the show notes so people can get a hold of you. And uh, 
It's great talking to you, man. We'll do have to do it you again. Do. We'll have to do it again. You need to you need to get on level with Whitney on number of times you've been on the podcast. You know, <laughs> That's right. She's like ahead this. of me by a few. Yeah. <laughs> we can make that. We can make a change in that for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And in fact, I think I was supposed to be on before her this last time. And, you were. Uh, you were. Yeah. Like, but we we got it done. So resilience. Yeah, perfect. Yep. For sure. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a bunch. Yep. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.